right, I'm hitting the floor. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, oh, no. All right, hey, Christopher, it's okay. You know, we all get butterflies before we do a podcast. So, yeah. Okay. No worries. But Appreciate just it. so you know, you're our inspiration, Christopher. Amen. You're our inspiration. Yes. Amen. Chris's facial hair. I know I missed the conversation earlier. <laughs> I, I, know said, happened. I said you know we're good we go to a christian university you know biblical you know you want a guy looks like he's right out of the bible you know yeah. For, yeah. provides that he can teach the bible you know he could play you know joseph in the in the bible tv <laughs> series you know i feel yeah, like I, just every biblical character has a beard so i mean it's really kind of a catch-all yeah no? i got two things guys before we start are y'all watching The Chosen? Yes, it's so good. That's a good show. I'm on yeah. episode three, so don't spoil it for me. Okay, but yeah, I'm on episode four, so. Yeah, that's a good show. Ahead, but yeah, it's really pretty good dope. Show. I love how it's like realistic, like it's a realistic yeah. interpretation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. sorry, what were you going to say? No, I was going to say, usually that stuff's like kind of cheesy or the quality isn't good or. Yeah. No, it's great in, quality. In my experience, things watching like that, sometimes they're not even like biblically correct. So, I mean, it's nice to be able to exactly yeah that's why i love the um i can uh i can only imagine and i still believe because that they've taken it to the next level they're taking it to the next level with their movies which i just saw they just got jim gaffigan i don't know if any of you guys know who jim gaffigan is comedian or, for their next movie yeah i have a yeah. friend who's going to be in that really or uh, Jen, Jen's gonna be in that. Really? Yeah, she's gonna be. In wow, this. we're gonna have to talk so. more about that after this, Chris. <laughs> All right, uh, Caleb, do you want to do the countdown for us? Aber, where do you want me to start? Any letter? I mean, any uh, any letter? Number. Yes. <laughs> let's let's shoot for under an hour. Let's keep it like forty-five minutes or something. Okay, oh, you want me to set my timer? Uh, no, <laughs> but no. I'm just saying, like, keep that in the back of your mind. Chris, Chris has to go to bed. No, it's not. It's the like point. we're already five hours past. I just, the bedtime, I just know so. we can go forever. So just put it on battery. Okay, K- Caleb, it's your cue. All right, five, four, three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Go On. This is Jaron. I'm here with Christian Nikolov and the rest of us, Josh Lalone, Andrew Phelps, <laughs> Chris Wilson, and Caleb Cummings. Hello. Yeah. Uh, we finally did it, gang. We finally got all the captains and an ex captain back together. Welcome to the captain's cast. The captain's cast. We've been talking about this for a while. And Caleb, you're actually the uh, one of the returning, because we've had you on this podcast before, talking for a myriad of one hour about coffee and contemplation and Christ and all of that stuff. And yeah. now we're back. Um, so just real quick, we're going to like, well, not real quick, because I want you to go uh, just how you know deep you want to go about you and your life. Uh, individually but christopher christopher go ahead introduce yourself uh yeah um yeah my name is uh christopher wilson i am going into my junior year at regent university um pursuing a bachelor's in cybersecurity. um yeah that's 
I mean, that's that's just the very basic stuff. What do you What um, do you like to do for fun, man? Uh, for fun, oh man, anything outside really, anything like that involves just being active. Climb a wall. Yeah. Cli- <laughs> rock climbing is up there. Caleb uh, is gesturing at me. Um, you are yeah. the most famous rock climber at Regent University, I would say. I think I'm one of three. So. <laughs> well, I don't know the other two, so then you're you are the most famous. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, um, but yeah, like that. Um, yeah. That's probably the biggest one. Uh, but yeah, I just like to like to hike that kind of deal. Um, you know, a- anything, anything out of the ordinary, I will try at least once. Um, and if if I like it, I'll keep doing it. If not, you know, just kind of say I did it and move on. Absolutely, yeah. All right, awesome. Caleb. Awesome. Yes. Hello again, everyone. I'm so glad to be back on here. I'm Caleb, for those of you who haven't heard my voice before, but I'm Caleb Cummings. I am going to be a junior um, this coming year. I'm studying Christian ministry. Um, I am all about loving Jesus and drinking coffee. Those are like my two favorite things to do in that order. Um, There's a lot that goes in between that, of course, like friends and family and all that kind of stuff before coffee, but you guys know what I mean. Um, I want to pursue international missions one day. So yeah really passionate about connecting with people, um, loving on people well, reaching out to people. Um, yeah, for fun, let's see, what do I like to do for fun? I like to find new coffee shops. I like to go on quote unquote adventures as long as I know what they entail. Go and there on, are no baby. surprises. <laughs> but other than that, um, yeah, that's me, pretty much it. Yeah, so I'm, uh, my name is Andrew Feltz, gonna be a junior uh, this coming fall. So excited about that. Uh, studying Christian ministry as well, just like Caleb. I'm really just honestly seeking the Lord and whatever it's going to look like after college and during the school year and uh, really just trusting him and whatever that's going to look like. Um, love the Lord, love my family. I love my friends, love messing with Caleb. And Amen. Amen. I, know. I, think I feel I like that's, that's, a, that's a venue that is like in need of a lot of people, you know? It really is. You know, we're, we're raising support for it later <laughs> in the year. So I'm really excited. Go check out Bummings. Yeah, we're starting to go fund me. Uh, Christopher is VP of the organization, so oh. I'm really just excited for yeah. the next phase. We're taking us <laughs> to the next level. Proud so to be really excited for what that's going to look like. I don't know, but in my free time, love hanging out with my family. I'm playing games. I love sports, love movies. I just finished watching Infinity War and Endgame again uh, yesterday. So really just, I love Marvel movies. All right, Josh. Your final one. Josh Salone. I'm Josh Salone. Sorry for the Rocky cam, but (laughs) I'm a Regent grad. uh, Finished up this year. Uh, I studied biblical and theological studies. The more Christian of the Christian majors there are. (laughs) Wow. I have a heart for theology and international missions. Uh, I love to cook and movies, video games. It's what I like to do in my free time. And you're probably one of the coolest guys we've all ever met. Absolutely. Um, Well, hey, let let me give a little context to what's going on. So for those who aren't region students, uh, we have captains for our small group leaders to, to, who lead Bible studies on our campus. And so those captains are kind of there to be uh, servant leaders to give us wisdom and guidance as we have our own guys to uh, disciple. Um, and so we have someone to disciple us uh, kind of just on that ladder. Um, and Josh, as all of us, all of us besides Josh, 
uh, were life group leaders the past year, small group leaders, and Josh was a captain. And so, so the point of this podcast and the, of this captain's cast, you know, now that we're all captains, uh, you know, Josh was our uh, captain before us. And so this podcast, this captain's cast is on leadership uh, just to kind of have a basic theme for our discussion. Uh, so just going off of what Jaron said, what do y'all think of, um, or what, you know, what do you, what's like a word that comes to mind when you think of uh, Josh alone and his leadership style? I would say chilies. Oh, my bad. Oh, geez. Um, you go ahead, Christopher. Yeah. Okay. Um, the reason I say chilies is because and I see like Josh is kind of wincing because <laughs> um, I, I think it was, it was towards the end of our time uh, at like a region before the whole quarantine thing happened and we had to, yeah. we had to leave. Um, and my current captain at the time, Adam and I, our original plan was to get Caleb because it is, his favorite restaurant and go to Chili's. Um, Caleb was not available. So we got the next best person, which was Josh, who Josh was always like kind of in the periphery for me. Like he was always around and I would always like talk to him. Um, and we would occasionally like have some really good, meaningful conversations, but most of the time it's like pretty, you know, surface level. Um, but the guy's just like uh, a very deep well of wisdom. Um, but yeah, like I say Chili's because the three of us went to Chili's, my current captain at the time, Adam and Josh. Um, and it was just a, it's just a, one of the funniest nights I had probably in the second semester, just because of the absolute randomness of going to a restaurant like Chili's at like 8 PM with no real desire to even be there <laughs> other than like, um, you know, just to, to hang out with, with two people rather than sitting alone in the dorms because you know everything was kind of clearing up um but yeah like he's he's got brilliant insight and he's just like a very good person to uh to speak with and to talk to uh if you really want to think through anything um so yeah that's just kind of my my two cents on josh yeah i definitely agree yeah good guy good guy to do life with andrew did you have something yeah, um, so I think listening is probably the first thing that uh, would come to mind. Uh, I know Josh really exemplifies the verse in the Bible that says, be quick to listen and slow to speak. Um, how Josh is probably one of the few people that like I feel comfortable enough opening up to and just like saying like what my heart is, like what is going on in my life and knowing that I'm getting someone who I know hears from the Lord and is seeking all and all of his answers come from scripture and from and from like spiritual wisdom. Um, but just like his ability to listen and not just first like say but no like what is truly going on what is the heart of the matter and that's something that like i greatly like learned from him is just what does it look like to hear what someone else is saying and truly truly care and truly be able to listen to what the holy spirit is saying in order to address whatever the issue is or just be encouraging or pray over someone so just that ability is yeah so amazing mm -hmm. yeah if i could just jump off of that uh, on listening. Yeah, I would totally back that up. Uh, just listening. Josh is so, so great at that. Like, I mean, whether it was something I needed guidance on spiritually or whether I was just doing homework right before life group and Josh would come in and be like, what you working on? And I'm be like, oh, like whether it was like uh, financial management or like some paper. And I'm just like, 
like writer's block or like just stuck on a math problem and I'm like looking at it for like 45 minutes and I just can't figure it out. Josh will come and I literally just needed someone to listen to me spew and then I would, you know, I'd be like, well, you know, I carried the four and then Josh would just kind of like look at me, look at the screen, look at me. And then eventually I would just figure it out because I, there was just someone to, you know, listen and just for me to kind of get my thoughts out into the air instead of just being stuck in my own brain. Um, and that's super specific, but you know, just that, like, just that presence of being there and listening helped me out so much, even with the little things. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off, Caleb. No, no, you're good. You're good. I a hundred percent agree with you. I would say Josh, like when I think of Josh, like I just think of like this pillar of comfort. He just is such a steadfast, steady, mm. like I feel like nothing in Josh's world like rocks his boat. Like he just goes towards the Lord and just and like me, like that is not necessarily like my natural tendency. And Josh has seen like both sides of me, like my crazy kind of turbulent, like, ah, what should I do? And also kind of like my serious, like, what is the Lord's heart about this? like us talking about theology or different things like that like this was something that I had never done before and I was doing for the first time ever in my life and like Josh being there was just like this big pillar of comfort and like I could ask him questions like should they say this about the church should they be doing this or like why is this the way that it is and he was just like just awesome just like there, constant and present and comforting so and he like he leads so it's just like when he speaks, like everybody's just like, yes, and amen. I will do what you're saying because I see your heart and I see your action. And so, yeah, there's like not like that whole struggle of power for him. He just leads by example in service. Yeah, absolutely. The attitude of just like wake up at 2.45 in the morning and like let's <laughs> oh, go to a restaurant. Yes. Kinda that was such too. a one. I feel like that was such a wonderful time to get to hang out with Josh because the whole purpose of waking you up on your birthday at two o'clock in the morning and kidnapping you and taking you to a restaurant was the quality time. But like Josh is the kind of guy that'll be like, yeah, I'll do that with you. I'll go wake somebody up that clearly does not want to be woken up at two o'clock in the morning and take him to breakfast at a place that was like just decently. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It is what it is. Yeah. You know, I felt like I was about to die when I walked in on Christian. You know, there was like, I was either going to make it out alive or, you know, wouldn't have seen me. But you were so calm, dude. You're just like, wake up. I'm sure you're standing there for five minutes shaking until I actually came back to life. What? Well, the thing was, is that you, Chris, kind of already, you knew right away that it was a prank. Well, yeah, there's like three people in my room at three in the morning. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh. But what were you no. going to say, Jaron? Well, I was just going to say like, you know, with, with Josh just as a, as a captain, I think all the stuff that he kind of showed us that it was like, it was okay to still have it, like to still be figuring it out, to still be learning. Um. And he would even like, I remember times where he would say like, maybe call your dad on that one because I don't have the answer for that. Mm. And I, just that kind of answer just by itself was just such a wise answer. And so I don't want to uh, showboat you too long, uh, Josh. 
I'll, I'll throw it to you for a, a, a captain's question that we can start discussing. A captain's question. A All captain's right. question. So with ship comes discipleship. So what is like each of your guys' view or take on discipleship? Caleb, I love how you're just reacting with your face. Like, <laughs> <laughs> all of the thoughts like colliding at one it's time. Like, figure out. Which, which <laughs> um, I think probably my favorite quote about discipleship, I don't know who this came from, but it's like discipleship is not behavior modification. It's facilitating a heart change. And I think that that has mm. been like one of the biggest things that has carried me in discipleship and leading and being discipled. Um, Cause like when I started, like first time I ever had the opportunity to disciple was with YWAM. And one thing that they said is always address the root and not the fruit. And so when you address mm. like the heart behind and the reasoning behind why people take certain actions or why they don't take certain actions, then those actions go away. But if you just cut off fruit six months later, or a couple of weeks later, that fruit will grow right back because you didn't deal with the source. And so like, as we're being discipled by the Lord, the Lord is dealing with our hearts or with, as other people disciple us. And so from that place, like that's how I kind of like facilitate and view discipleship is like finding the root. And then we tackle that root together with truth from God's word with the aid of the Holy Spirit and stuff like that. So that's kind of like in brief, one of the things that kind of has held me in discipleship. Yeah, I think that would even take a, you know, it starts with first thing that came to mind was relationship. Um, you know, like you see in the Bible, people kind of just getting baptized here and there, like, um, just like, you know, they hear their gospel or they hear Jesus, hear about Jesus and they're like, boom, let's get baptized. Boom. I'm a Christian. Um, but then, you know, I guess discipleship takes more of a relationship. I think with that person, you know, when I was being discipled, I was, uh, well, I was discipled by my youth pastor and I, I think I knew him for maybe even about a year before we even, you know, decided to do that. And I felt really comfortable with him and was just able to really could tell him anything at that point. Um, and, um, you know, in that point you're able to find the roots because sharing, you know, the person has to be willing to get down to the root, you know, cause all they're showing is the fruit and all you can see is the fruit. Yeah. And that person's got to be willing to get down to the root with you. Um, and it's good to have, you know, a brother or sister in Christ to get down to that root together and, and tackle, tackle the issue together. And of course, you know, you, you said with the Holy Spirit working as well. Yeah, I think something even to like add on to that is the importance of submission to the Holy Spirit on the mm. leader's part. Oh, I mean, yeah. I think part of discipleship is modeling what it is like to follow Christ. And if we're not in tune with the Holy Spirit, if we're not following scripture if we're not following the lord on our part how can we model what is that what that is like for those that we are discipling so i think so important to be submissive we see that as jesus was discipling he was spending mornings by himself in prayer with the father he was reading scripture and he was doing these things that he's like watch what i do and so follow my lead and so part of that is submitting to the holy spirit and realizing that while we are leading while we are discipling we are still disciples ourselves yeah submitting to leaders that above us and the Holy spirit. So just, it's so important to recognize one. Cause I think when we also do that, that takes away a heart of pride. This is like my show and it's all about me and you're there for my interest. So that idea of submission takes away that, that it's not about us. It's about following the Lord and recognizing where our heart needs to be as we are discipling those who are seeking the Lord themselves. Yeah. 
I love that because it's like it as you're helping lead somebody else, you're being led by the spirit at the same time. Yeah. So it's like it's always a process and and there's always growth happening on both sides. Like imagine somebody leading and there wasn't growth on their side. Because even in the best of leaders, there's still gonna be the, those leaders are still growing in their own way. And so it's like that that relatability and even that kind of that knowingness of like, oh, this person even though they're helping shepherd me a little bit, you know, they are also on a journey at the same time. And I think, you know, and you kind of got into it a little bit uh, when you, uh, Caleb, and you really talked about like what the root of, of some issues are or, or, you know, what holds us back. And I think even like as leaders, it's like taking that, that practical step of like stepping up and, and knowing that it's going to be hard to lead and sometimes you're going to be put in positions where it's like, you know, I was even talking just recently with somebody about the idea that like I had to, as a leader, as a life group leader, I had to uh, be more authoritative than I ever had been. And what that looked like as a leader where you're, you don't want to compromise the relationship you have with them or even, or even compromise like the, the way that you compose yourself or, or how you hold yourself together but having to definitely take a more authoritative stance on, on, on things. And uh, that kind of thing, you know, for me in leadership and, and discipleship, like from that kind of perspective of still learning, it's like, that's something that I definitely took away being a life group leader, but just like the idea of like, you're testing, you're sort of testing the waters almost with with your own personal growth like you're going to lead somebody in this way like if you need to be if they need somebody that needs to be a little bit more discerning and you've never been that way before it's a it's something you're learning yourself and something that you're having to embed upon somebody else and so that's really like the cool and interesting thing about leadership is like you're exercising those things that you're still learning yeah. and so i really resonate with 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 that and i really appreciate what you said uh, that it was just the idea that you're still uh, learning and growing and that, that selfless, selflessness that's born out of it. Uh, that, that was really cool, Andrew. I really appreciated that. Very, um, very much in the same in stride with both you, Jaron, and Andrew. Like, um, Jesus was like, I mean, just as believers, Jesus is our template. Um, and I think just like seeing how he led is just how leadership should be done um, because he had disciples. Um, and the fact that like at any point in time, you know, whether like he didn't, he didn't just instruct them. He lived with them. He traveled with them. He, you know, he ate with them. Um, and there's countless, a lot of the, um, I, I don't want to say meat because it's, you know, there's also his sermons, but, a, a sizable portion of his teaching come from his disciples asking questions just like as they're walking from somewhere. Um, and I think, you know, like I said, very much to the tune of what both of you said, um, it's, and you too, Caleb, it's that idea of like, you know, I have a, I have like a, an authority here, but it's not like a, a cocky authority. It's not like I'm your ruler. It's like, I'm, I'm here for your benefit. Mm. Um, I'm here to, to like take you and to usher you into the next stage. Um, and I think that's kind of like, 
and like like you guys said that's the same thing that's happening to us at the exact same time um through whether it's the holy spirit or mentors of our own um so i think you know it's it's very um it's a lot more simple than people make it but there's also more to it because mm-hmm. um, you get like i and i said this somewhere else you get people who aren't leaders and they're going into a leadership position and they're like oh you know they're like basically looking at how the people before them did it and they're like i have to look this way i gotta sound this way um i gotta be ready to do this and they, they kind of miss all of the stuff that's in the background because mm. when the lord puts you in a new position he's preparing you for that position and you're going to notice if you're spending time with him and you're pressing into him you're going to notice that he's going to start changing some things inside of you once you step into the position he's going to start changing some things inside of you um and when i became a life group leader man that was just happening right and left like that was and it was um it was great but it was kind of tough at times um but like you know i would i'd feel like upset about something the lord be like nope you shouldn't that's that's not right um and then i would um i'd say something and the lord would catch me he'd be like nope that's not what you say um and it's it's just convictions um and between that and then also just doing life with the people you're discipling and just like loving on them constantly when they have questions answering them uh, in a genuine sense correcting them at the root of the problem not just the fruit um and that's the thing. That's a, another thing I think Jesus just did in the best way. He was always really good with uh, just like cutting people uh, to the quick, just like, you know, a Pharisee would speak out against him and he would instantly just get to the heart of the matter. He wouldn't play with words. He wouldn't, uh, you know, try and protect their feelings. He would just say what needed to be said. Um, and that's obviously not to say we're not to be compassionate because obviously Jesus was. Um, but we also need to have the proper, um, proper priority in place uh, as to the well-being of those we're discipling over their fe- their feelings, uh, mm-hmm. for lack of a better um, yeah. description. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Well, hey, can we get into that? Like the feelings aspect. That I know, Caleb. You got all the tea on the feelings aspect. <laughs> this this boy was counseling so many feelings. <laughs> I mean, the, the, you, could, you could be playing inside out on a loop in his room, just how much feelings was going on in there. And those um, are just Caleb's feelings. So, But okay, Caleb, I think you're the perfect one to, to bounce off this. Uh, what's feelings, being a leader and dealing with feelings? And sure. please don't be afraid to go there because believe me, me and Chris... We've gone we go there, there. With, with Pastor Mark and Pastor Jeff because we know what kind of feelings we're talking about. Um, so <laughs> don't be afraid to go there. Yeah, I know for sure. Um, man, that is such a, like a such a good question, but also like a really loaded question at the same time. But I think like one thing that's kind of held me, like a mentor told me in high school, like when I started walking with the Lord, was that feelings can lie, and so the heart is deceitful. And I think that that is something that like I just keep on my red flag radar that not everything that I feel is true. Not everything that I feel is accurate to what's going on around me and different things like that. So on the feeling side, like away from like the romantic aspect of feelings, which we'll talk about that for sure too. But on just feeling side, I think that it's very important that we, everything we feel goes to the grid of scripture. And when I would walk through 
difficult situations with guys when like feelings were just overwhelming and like didn't know how to handle them didn't have a context for them didn't know where to place them I think it's so sweet how the Holy Spirit in those moments is just a comforter and is a counselor and how the word is not silent on how to handle those things that we feel and what truth does is allows us to to move our feelings into a place that we're able to to walk through them that we're able to understand them and so to give more context like in practical example like I'm feeling as if like there's no one around me to support me I'm feeling as if I'm alone in this I'm feeling as if these things it's like we're able to take that feeling which is adequate like we're allowed to feel that we're allowed to have those things but we as Christians and believers are called to bring that into accordance and into truth with what God's word says and so that's like we, we line it up with what is our identity our identity is that we're never alone with Christ that he's with us all the time whereas scripture that tells us with that like I go with you always and so we are able to like put that in a context like yes I'm feeling this but the truth and the counsel of the Holy Spirit allows me to walk through this in a way where that feeling doesn't dominate my actions and that feeling doesn't dominate the way I carry myself or that feeling doesn't dominate the way that I perceive who I know the Lord is. And so that really does go into the romantic side of things as well, because like I said, my mother and father would tell me from a very young age, it's okay to like people, like don't feel bad. And like, you know, I think that there's a tiny bit of us that still sometimes feels like, ah, like, there can be a twinge of guilt or a twinge of like, I just don't want to deal with this or I don't want to feel this. Or if we're still like trying to heal from past rejection or past things that have hurt us that like, it just becomes messy. And so we'd rather just like not talk about it or not deal with it or go about it in our own independent way. But I think that the same principle to like the other feelings applies to when we have attraction and when we feel those feelings and when we have to walk through them, we put it through the grid of scripture and through the grid of truth and one thing that I would tell like my guys all the time is like seek the Lord like ask Lord what do you want like these this context of feeling to look like in this period of my life and like, like when you're seeking him over that he will be there to answer and then take that like those principles that he has given you and that truth that he has given you and then apply that to your situation and never let it be the other way around. Don't conform what the Lord has told you because you're feeling this way mm. in this moment, but conform your feelings to whether they are appropriate to what the Lord has told you for this season. Mm. So anyways, long mm. story short, that's kind of like my that's good. approach to feelings. Guys, don't feel afraid to, to <laughs> jump in. <laughs> I can... Hey, as soon as you start to notice, here, I'll, I'll, this, I'll part, this part I'll cut out. As soon as you start to notice somebody winding down, interject like a, oh yeah and then we'll know that you're about to talk i don't really oh, yeah. feel like it jaren i don't want to well, i'm sorry chris <laughs> but we went the flow no i'm just kidding chris. well i'll tag along then um, i think part of like feelings is also managing your own feelings because you know, there are some times where i'll just be honest like someone come and tell me something and either i just didn't feel like dealing with quote unquote dealing with that moment or just i wasn't understanding those feelings or I wasn't feeling the same way about those same certain situations. And one was looking the Holy spirit to guide me. So I don't say the wrong thing out of my own feelings or just like out of a quick response, how I would normally would have been no, like Holy mm. spirit, what do you want me to say to minister to those feelings? Cause I think as Caleb said, feelings are not our identity mm. is those feelings. Are right. When it was getting good. I know. I was yeah. so into it too. I was like, <laughs> I don't care about your feelings. Yes. <laughs> 
And that's the end of the episode, guys. Uh, Amen. Figure it out from there. (laughs) Wow, that's that's so good. That's so good. Thank Thank you, you, Andrew. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, That's what I was saying. Just really, there are moments, and then when you look at the romantic side, it might be sometimes where guys said, like, I have these feelings, oh, like, this just happened, and you just don't know what to say even. And sometimes their experience, a guy would have a feeling, I do not know what to say. And so often when we did that, we just prayed because like, we were just like, you know what, let's Chris and I were just grabbing, Hey, let's just pray together. Let's just seek the Lord. Cause the Lord's got a lot better to say than I do. Right. So just like, let's see, Lord, what do you want to say to this person? They have these feelings about something going on back home. Lord, we declare your goodness over their family. We declare your victory over their situation. And so often seeking the Lord through scripture, through prayer. And, but at the same time, not just saying, oh, this is off the top of my head. Like, no, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to say? Part of, yeah, like how we talked about Joshua do really listening to what the root is and then following what the Holy Spirit would say to address those feelings, whether you feel like those feelings are warranted or not. It does not matter. My feelings do not matter in the situation. It's like, what do you want me to say to minister to what is going on in this person that is coming to talk to me? Mm. Absolutely. I think the, one of the unique things is, and even you touched on this is like the personal aspect of it, because like as a leader, you're going to have guys like coming to you about feelings that they're going through and odds are you've either gone through them or are going through them. And I was even talking about this with somebody else recently. What um, I think we even mentioned this on the podcast with pastor Mark, when it comes to just feelings uh, that even aren't romantic, but like feelings about this world or, or the things that are happening, um, your feelings are there and they're going to be there. Um, but the thing that comes up is, uh, the maturity level. Yeah. Handle those feelings. Mm -hmm. That is a big thing that I think people forget about a lot. Um, I think right now, especially, uh, you know, I think it's, you know, on top, on top of maturity, I think it's self-control, you know, Mm -hmm. it's Mm self-control. And I, I guess that's, you know, what you mean by maturity. Yeah. 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 How, how are you exercising? How are you showing them? Um, I, I think there's a lot of wisdom and discernment when it comes to feelings. Like those things have to be there because you can't just let your feelings like pour out of you, like, like crazy all over everybody else, you know, mm-hmm. cause then they'll be like, I don't know what to do with all these feelings. Like, and so that aspect of, um, yeah, cause we're all going through it. And something my when it, coming to the, like the romantic part and something that I really was trying to talk, talk to my guys. I didn't, a lot of my guys didn't come to me until like later in time, especially when we got closer to dances. That's when oddly a lot of guys started showing up in my room. They would be like, we have a, I have a very serious thing I have to talk with you about. And I'm thinking like, Oh, this is like, is there something more serious? And they, they would come and be like, I don't know how to ask a girl how to dance with me. Oh, and I'd be like, oh, okay. So, but the, where I would go back to, like the, the main thing, the root would be, um, I, people are coming to college going like, um, like how am I going to make friends? How am I going to meet my wife? How am I going to do my career? And, and I'm thinking like, shouldn't the first thing you're asking them is how do I be me? Like, how do I be me? And so that's what I would encourage those guys on because my mom gave me one of the wisest uh, pieces of advice. She said, whoever is going to fall in love with you is going to fall in love with you for who you are, not for what you do. And after she told me that, and from then on out, I really 
made an emphasis on like, I'm going to really seek out what the Lord, who the Lord wants me to be, who he's made me to be and really live that out to, to my fullest. And I would encourage, that's what I would encourage guys as, as a leader, like you really want to get in touch with your feelings and understand uh, what you're feeling. You need to understand the person that is feeling them. You need to know who you are. You need to know who you are and you're not going to know who you are fully because we're always growing and changing, but who you are right now is, is as accessible to you as any time. And that would be like, that's, I, and I really appreciate kind of the approach that both, you know, Caleb and Andrew, you guys were talking about just the idea that it's like, you have these feelings. It's okay to express them. You want to express them in the best way possible. You really need to know who you are and who the Lord's made you to be. So I would, that's where I would come from just in that, in that aspect of feelings. Yeah. And I think, you know, on uh, like your, your, who you are is what your plate, what you place your identity in. And if your identity is in looking for a wife or whatever it is, your, your grades at school or whatever your identity is, how you look, like all that stuff is so frail, like how much money you have, it's so frail. And just going back to that, like, you know, like God is the, Jesus Christ is the cornerstone. Mm -hmm. And if your identity is in anything else besides that, then it's going to crumble. It's going to crumble. And then you don't know how to interpret your feelings. You don't know even how to have self-control because the Holy Spirit gives self-control. It's, I mean, it's a, it's a, a fruit that you're going to bear um, just growing in your relationship with the Lord. And if you got a tight relationship with the Lord, then, you know, I've, I've heard it like this from my youth pastor that, you know, your, your vertical uh, relationship is a good like indicator. How that relationship is going is a good indicator of how your horizontal relationships could be going. Um, and so if your relationship with God's not so hot, then, you know, probably your horizontal relationships aren't going to be so hot romantically and just even friendship wise, you know, yeah. and even take, that takes it back to the verse where he's like, you know, I will give you the desires of your heart. If you seek after me fully and first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added. Up exactly. To you, Matthew 633. It's yeah, that it, it's not, there's, there couldn't be a more verse. clear a statement. Yeah. yeah. And it's so like it's so accessible yeah. it's so accessible it's a it's a switch you, yeah. you just immediately start working yeah. on on your relationship with the lord Absolutely. Yeah. And i think something that's so like just to kind of like hop off what you said really quick like the lord giving us the desires of, his heart, of our heart is like because our desires become his desires exactly. like as we grow in relationship mm -hmm. with him like psalms 119 says about like how can a young man keep his way pure like like walking according to his word like to the Lord's word. And so like when our desires line up with the desires of the father, then it's like, we take pleasure in having that fulfilled. And so our identity is in our relationship with the father, not the things that we're trying to get later on. And so like, I think that's just so good. Like what you guys were saying, like if your identity is in the wrong place, then you're constantly going to be thrown off by the mm -hmm. things that you face and the things that you're feeling and the things mm -hmm. that do and do not happen in your life. But if it's in the father's desires for you and who the father says you are, then it's like, your heart's desires will become that and he will give you that as well. So, so good. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Good. <laughs> if I could, if I could add to that as well, um, Come on. make this fire grow. <laughs> it's uh, it, yeah, you guys are like hitting the, hitting the nail on the head with this one. Uh, um, but yeah, like 
it, it really is it kind of does boil just just boil down to a matter of seeking his heart and not his hand um because like man feelings there they can be a great tool but they can also be a massive snare um because you get uh people who aren't following the lord and they're being you're especially kids you're living in a culture where everybody is telling you you know just follow your feelings follow whatever you want mm-hmm. you know just kind of just you 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 take like if you if it feels good do it you know and it it throws basically all these kingdom principles under the bus um just to make you happy and what you're doing is you're setting yourself up for failure um but at the end of the day you do what makes you feel good and you're not happy exactly exactly Exactly. and people will like um people will just live out this mentality and preach it you know from the mountaintops um and then they'll sit back and wonder you know why they're not feeling fulfilled and why their life is essentially crumbling and it's because um they're trying to be the master of their own destiny um and one of the things my father has has said very frequently and i love it um we all have very wise parents oh yes um (laughs) it's if you if you let your flesh drive the bus it will take you places that you never wanted to go oh Um, wow because if like if you are letting your feelings uh tell you what you want to do what you need um it's going to take you places that you think like in the, in the short term, it seems, it seems pretty nice, but in the long term, man, you're divorce, bankruptcy, just mm. like all this stuff because people make these impulse decisions um, of, you know, just following their flesh basically. Um, and it leads to just addictions, bondage uh, more or less. Um, oh my goodness. Yeah. But you, when you follow the King, he is the one who already knows how things turn out. He already knows your destiny. He knows the path that he has for you, things of good and not of evil. Um, and when you kind of, and that's, that's what it is. It's, it's forsaking yourself. Um, it's forsaking the things you want. And that's, as you guys have so very well put, um, when you follow him, that those two paths start to merge um, of the desires of your heart and the desires that the Lord has for you. Because essentially he's righting the wrong as you spend time with him. Um, it's yeah. Didn't mean to. Didn't mean to get off no, on a little. No, no, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, that's some good. gasoline that's on that fire. Oh, Josh, what oh. you got? So, just going off of what Chris said, it's just like I think it's important to acknowledge like what the secular world has been teaching so many people. Yeah. It's just like feelings are truth, and that is like a big issue because like if you're feeling, if you don't go to the scripture to find like the truth the actual truth of what you're feeling then it's gonna you're gonna get into that cycle that chris is talking about it's gonna be a cycle of unfulfillment and you're just gonna keep going through it like just seeking to fulfill the hunger that is there but never actually like feeding anything you're just starving yourself the more and more you go through that cycle of like whatever you're in Mm -hmm. and you're just but like once you find christ and start seeking him it's just fulfillment like glory to glory to glory kind of thing you're always being filled like and just keep moving up rather than just starving yourself in sin yeah yeah absolutely i i it's interesting because it's like we're in a world right now where it's it just seems so much self-centered like and we even that the feelings aspect that you, you were all touching on and and the, the idea that it's like 
well, this is what I'm feeling. So I need you to validate it or I need you to meet me where I'm at. Or it's all of this, this ask my truth. It's all of this mm-hmm. asking yeah. for people to, to, to step off and, and tend to you, not for purposes of selflessness and, and helpfulness and care, like the callings that Christians are to, to be act, to give actions of wanting to reach people not of ourselves, but for them and for the work of, of the Lord. But the world is so considered on itself. It's like, you know, and right now we're in a situation where it's like everything that's going wrong, the world wants it, us to fix it because it's the world's, you know, it's, it's all laid on them. And it's not, there's nobody uh, that is not, you know, a Christian in, in a relationship with Jesus that's seeking out change and hope and, and the restoring of their feelings through Jesus. Uh, that, that I think that in, in essence is like where the world lacks. It's, it's all based in a selfish mentality. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't negate the call to action. That doesn't negate the fact mm. that we are called yeah. to reach those people, oh. regardless if, if they want to be tended to, just on the actions that the Lord has placed on our hearts, you know, you still go after them. And that's a place I think that area you can talk about in leadership is like when people don't necessarily want to be reached, those kind Mm -hmm. of people that maybe you get on. I don't know if you guys experienced any of those guys on your hall where it was, it was guys that just didn't want to be involved in life group. Didn't really want to hear what you had to say, what, what, what you felt the Lord was laying on your heart, but just can figuring out how the be- the best way to continue to love on them and pursue them. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and I think that kind of learning in that scenario, then maybe even informs you even more for how you go out and reach the world. Um, the best way to, uh, to discern how to reach people that necessarily don't want to be reached and how that can be hard. That can be hard because even as leaders, you can go back and feel like, are, am I doing something wrong or Lord, why is it, why is this person just continually fighting against wanting to come to life group, wanting to be reached? And ultimately I, th- I think it does go back to feelings. There's, they are feeling something. There's a, there's hurt there. We could take it personal. Yeah. I'm taking it personal. Yeah, definitely. I just want to hear about Jesus. I'm like, what? Like that hurts. What? Yeah. Why don't you like, and then, you know, it hurts my ego, hurts my pride. I'm like, Oh, maybe I'm not doing it right or whatever. No, my dad, my dad, said this quote to me one time it was that said hurt people hurt people and i thought that really i know it's it's yeah, sounds yeah. silly but it's no, it's it. got a lot of truth to it hurt people hurt people yeah of course and i think that one i think that that's just a wonderful thing and such the the, the this magnificent thing about the lord is that even in the world's turning against him mentality it's he still is an active pursuit after yeah. our hearts and what an example right there sure. to look at jesus and be like wow if he's still in pursuit of me even when i mess up yeah. like i can be in pursuit of someone for him yeah 100%. exactly just to kind of bounce off of that i know for me like that was a big thing that i kind of like struggled with and it was difficult because i was like i get it like i've been in that position before like where people have tried reach out to me and I'm like no I don't want to have anything to do with you I don't want to like invite you into my life because vulnerability is such a big part of discipleship and like people kind of like in the back of their minds know like if I'm going to enter into this relationship it's going to require 
some aspect of vulnerability and some aspect of authenticity for it to like have any substance. And so like, I remember being on that opposite end and just being like, I don't want to have any part of that. And it wasn't until the Lord did a work in my life and like, and he's put someone specific in my life who helped to break down those walls and teach me the importance of confession about bringing things to the light about vulnerability and authenticity that, that those walls came down. But I think like what that has done for me now is kind of like really given me eyes to see just like kind of like that, like just being able to be more discerning towards like people, like you said, like it's hurt. Like a lot of the times, like the unwillingness to participate in things like that stems from a history of they feel like they've been rejected church. They're not good enough for the Lord. They don't want to bring someone into their life. Like all of those things feed into that hesitation. And like one thing that I would do with my guys all the time is like when I would take them out to lunch is like, I have no expectations for you. Like I want our relationship to grow. I'm not here to set a list of like, Hey, you want to be discipled by me? You need to do X, Y, and Z. It's not about that. Like it's about relationship. It's about doing life. It's about me meeting you exactly where you are and then walking with you from there because that's what Jesus did. Like Jesus wasn't, and Jesus wasn't like, all right, fix your life. Then come to me. Then you can be my disciple. But which is like what the Pharisees did. The Pharisees and the Sadducees were like, hey, learn all this stuff. Make sure you're doing all X, Y, and Z. Then maybe you can be like one of my students that I teach. But Jesus was like, hey, you like are a leper and no one talks to you. Like, let me show you love. Like, let me show you what it means to like be loved by the Father. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Just all that to say, like, as believers, I think it's really important that we filter like the way that we see those people who reject through a filter of like mercy and through a filter of grace and through a filter of like, Hey, like I get what it feels like at times to feel like I'm not good enough to approach the Lord. I'm not good enough to be in a relationship that's centered around spiritual growth because of these things. And like, when you start to facilitate that atmosphere, it's like, it's not up to you. It's like you're facilitating an atmosphere for the Holy spirit to work. And then it's their choice whether or not they take part in it. And so like, we can't wear that burden of like, Oh my gosh, like I didn't do enough because the, the decision is theirs and we have to just be obedient to provide that atmosphere for us to be willing to be vulnerable and authentic and for us to provide that place of like, hey, this is, this is a place of grace. This is a place of mercy. This is a place for you to experience the love of the Lord and we can grow together from that place. So long tangent to say, but just like being able to just like look through that lens of grace is so, so important. Like when we have people who are like, I don't want to have anything to do with Jesus. I don't want to have anything to do with discipleship. I don't want to have anything to do with you leading me, but being able to be like, I get that. And I get that. And I'm willing to meet you right there. And like, whatever you give, I'm really going to give back 10 times more and I'm going to love you and I'm going to meet you there. And so it's just so important that we do that. And I've seen all of you guys do that. And I think it's just really an important part of leadership. Yeah. I mean, I would even jump off that and say one of the important things is simply doing what the Lord asks you like there might be a time where the lord says hey like go pray this over someone to go say this and their reaction may not be what you expected it doesn't mean you failed but no you simply did what the lord asked you to do and it might be someone where like say i what the lord calls me simply just to shake up the dirt and then christopher comes along talks to that person christopher digs the dirt up and someone plants his seed someone else waters and then we see the harvest it doesn't mean just because the harvest came later that every person before that did something wrong but no it's simply like that's what the lord had that's what it took for that person to come to see Jesus. That's what it took for that person to come listen to Jesus. Mm. Entire time, we, you continue to pray. You continue to declare those blessings, the Lord's promises over them. But simply, just simply doing what the Lord asks you to do. 
and you can't go wrong there. Amen. Never go wrong by obeying what the Lord asks you to do. Absolutely. And it takes faith because sometimes, you know, yeah. we won't see that harvest. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We're stepping out in yeah. faith. Yeah, I mean, I think even we see look how long it took for James to see that Jesus was the Messiah. It took yeah. long time after Jesus died and then boom, James is leaving the church. I mean, all that time and Jesus still probably was praying over him, talking to him. I mean, Scripture doesn't say exactly what was happening behind the scenes, but it took time. It didn't happen right away. Yeah. And then we see what happens afterward. Yeah, absolutely. I love the the reminder that Jesus is always interceding on our behalf. Like his love extends so far that, it, that, that there's a personal interceding for us uh, every day, every hour. It's like, I'm, I've been reading this verse and, and that, I think this even goes, this kind of ties back to, um, the relationship talk of feelings and, and even leading to marriage and stuff, but just who we are right now and what our relationship with the Lord is. But um, Proverbs 24, 27, uh, and I don't know if this verse is interpreted this way or not, but I definitely read it and, and felt this. But uh, the verse says, put your outdoor work in order and get your fields ready. After that, build your house. Um, and I read that sort of in the idea that it's like, you've got, the time right now to grow and build this really personal and unique relationship with Jesus. And even though that it continues on throughout your whole life, there will be a point where uh, you start to build your house, even physically, Mm -hmm. your, your family. And um, just that idea that the tying it back again to a lot of the stuff we've already covered, but just the idea that as leaders, as individuals, as Christians, as, as, as men, we're on this journey and building <clears throat> all of these things. Yeah. <laughs> what are you barking over there, Chris? Is there a cat running by? <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, we're just, there's this, there's this continual adding on that we're, that we're, that there's yeah. uh, attending to the fields that, that, that we're working on so many things that ultimately help and they infuse into those bricks when we start to build the house. I think this is really cool. Can Darren. I jump off of that? Oh, yeah, Josh, <laughs> oh sure. I, the, just, uh, the Jesus interceding for us. I know I've told a few of you guys, but it's just like whatever season you're in, just ask how Jesus is interceding for you and how he's interceding for those around you. So you know what, what you can be praying for, for yourself and what you can be seeking to improve and hone and like just on yourself and those and be praying for those around you. Those you're seeking to like help, like hopefully find Christ or hopefully grow in a deeper relationship with Christ. It's just like, God, how are you praying for me? And how are you praying for those around me? So true. So I, I just had a question. Um, for you guys, um, just some about leadership that like, I think is important is just when you mess up as a leader, allowing or recognizing that the Lord's grace is covering you and not being in a place in condemnation, but allowing the Lord when conviction is needed to convict you, but knowing that the Lord's grace is covering you. But kind of on that note, as a like leadership or something, like what is something that you've learned from a failure that you had about leading to some that then you've taken or something to fail that you've learned from is like, now that I know this or experiences, I can go forth in the future. So some of you guys are, what is a failure that you learned from or something that you've seen the Lord work in or through in your leadership or just working with others? 
Yeah, I got something. So when first starting life group, um, I, I wasn't myself. I, I wasn't really like acting like my myself, like my own personality. I was just trying to be someone else. I was just trying to be my previous life group leader. I was trying to be this leader in the eyes of, you know, of my guys because they don't, they don't know me. So I was like, okay, I can make whatever image I want to make and, and I want to put out. And I think they were able to kind of see that. Um, and I wasn't able to, because they were able to see kind of like this, uh, this not, this unauthent, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Like not being, they were able to see me not being genuine that like they, like, like they saw me not being vulnerable. So they had a hard time being vulnerable. So it was, it was like a roadblock and, you know, I consider that a failure early on. Um, and in my, uh, just being a leader. Um, but you know, eventually like the Lord spoke to me on that and I was like, Oh, like, like you're so right. Like this is something that, that needs to change. And like, I'm expecting my guys to be vulnerable, but I won't even be vulnerable myself. Um, and so, you know, I mean, the Lord kind of spoke to me on that and, um, you know, I, I think, you know, God's grace is, you know, so, so abounding that like, I don't know, I didn't even think about it, um, a second time. Um, but I've definitely had situations even just recently where, you know, I, I get guilt, feel guilt and shame um for like you're not even you know just personally right now just like not even reading my bible i'm like oh you know i can't believe i missed a day reading my bible and it's like oh there's grace for that like like you know there's grace for that um and so many things so that you know that's one thing that i considered uh being a failure but you know i i felt more guilty um from or more shameful from my guys than i did from god personally yeah i totally get that Totally get that. I think it's really easy, speaking from personal experience, to like put a weight on yourself as a leader that the Lord hasn't asked you to carry. And I think that that was a really big thing that the Lord had to deal with in my heart was just carrying the weight of literally everything that um, people that I was discipling were going through and feeling as if it was on me to make sure that they walked this through through completion, whether that looks like healing, whether that looks like freedom, whether that looks like this relationship being mended, like it was on me while they were under my covering that that was what was seen. And so I would just feel like I needed to carry these burdens, which would move my mindset into like legalism to, I need to spend this much time with them. I need to do this many things with them and um, feeling as if I didn't do enough, then I was not upholding just the gift of the responsibility of discipleship that the Lord had given me. And the Lord just kind of like, really was like very straightforward but also just very gentle and kind because my number one spiritual gift is like showing mercy and so like when i am walking with someone through something like i'm like let me have your burden like let me carry it for you so that you can have freedom so that you can walk with this and then i will like take this to the lord and different things like that but the lord was teaching me a lot how to teach people that i'm discipling to take what they're carrying to the lord because I am not the one who's supposed to carry it for them. I am not the one who's supposed to walk with it through them. And so I think that that failure led to me just like acting in my own strength, led to me being discouraged very easily, led me to being exhausted and then getting frustrated because I wasn't seeing like, 
a change in, in the guys that I was discipling, but the Lord just like dealt with that. And he's like, I'm the ultimate healer. Like I'm the ultimate reconciliation bringer. I'm the ultimate discipler. So teach them to go to me before they go to you. And like, just because I put them under your wing does not mean that you're, it, it doesn't mean that you're supposed to fill my shoes in any way. Like you're not, you're not capable, nor have I asked you to do the things that you're feeling the weight to do in mm. their life. And so just making sure that like, I'm at a good place with the Lord that I understand kind of like Josh was talking about, like I'm asking the Lord, like, hey, Lord, what is the, the thing that you're asking me to do right now in this moment in this relationship? And like, I'll be obedient to that. And, and I'll be obedient to that and not bearing the weight of it entirely. Um, and so the Lord is like, that taught me boundaries, that taught me yes and no, that taught me referring people to other people instead of being like, okay, I'll deal with it or I'll talk with it. Taught me how to ask for help more. Taught me how to be humble when I have things that I don't know how to deal with. Um, so just, yeah, just kind of breaking down that mentality that the Lord gave me this discipleship relationship and now expects me to run with it and get all of the freedom, healing, reconciliation from this that he's desiring, but rather that he is walking with me in every single step of discipleship. And his heart is that I simply show them how to run to the father the same way that I have to run to the father. And so, Absolutely. yeah, that's kind of like a mistake that taught me so much. And I still have to hold on to, and I still have to remind myself like consistently. of. Wow. That's powerful. Thank you, Caleb. Just to kind of add on to that, like, um, my, I think my first and probably my biggest failure, I, I, I don't really like using the term failure because I think it's still useful. Um, because I don't think there's ever really a situation where it's a total loss because obviously, you know, the Lord can work anything for good. Um, but of course, yeah. Um, my very, and this, it was at least from the way I remember it, it was pretty rough, but it was my very first time ever sharing with, the hall just period is during welcome week and it was a very just brief little little snippet like and i remember i just like um uh i just wasn't wasn't there i wasn't uh coming out of a place from where the lord was speaking it was really just me kind of trying to sound uh smart and sound good and i get like, that yeah um and my my actually my former life group leader at the time I, he probably doesn't even remember this but my former life group leader current ra at the time uh his, his name is sam uh christian knows him um <laughs> but he actually kind of bailed me out um and you know kind of provided some very good insight sorry i gotta plug my computer in um but like and i talked to my my captain uh adam after that and i was like yeah you know i just really felt like I was coming out of just like me and it wasn't the Lord speaking. Um, and he's like, yeah, it's, it's fine, man. <laughs> and he's like, that sounds just um, like him. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. And he's just like, just very, and I'm like, he's like, yeah, no, like that was wrong. Like, don't get me wrong, but it's not, um, it's not something to really dwell on. Like the fact that you realize what the issue was and that you want to correct it um, is already very telling of, how it's going to, how basically you're going to progress and how it's not going to be an issue for very much longer, if at all. Um, and that was one thing that he always like, uh, very much kind of reminded me of was like, and whenever I told him, I didn't really like how life group went. 
or whatever the case was, he would always tell me, ask God how he feels about it. Mm. And oh my goodness, because on the, on the times where um, it was just me and I was just, you know, I actually did do a good job. Um, and, you know, it actually did go well. I would ask the Lord, and, but I was still, you know, I was still feeling down about it. I would ask the Lord and I would just get such peace and I would, I would just feel like so good and I would feel so uh, trusted by God. Um, and on the times where, you know, I was, you know, kind of coming out of a, a negative spot or, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to explain, but um, I'm sure any like incoming life group leaders will get to talk uh, about this thing. But when you're basically pouring out of your own uh, heart and like how the Lord will fill you up and you can pour him back out. But once you, once you run out, um, you need to get refilled. And if you keep trying to pour out of a cup that you have that's empty, um, you're essentially kind of... Ain't nothing coming out. I, 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 that's, that's the best way to put it. I was going to be a bit more <laughs> blunt. Um, <laughs> but uh, you're, what I was going to say, you're no longer useful at that point. And I, it sounds, mm. um, sounds kind of rough, but it's the case. Yeah. Um, but when I had times, even when I had times like that, I would, just, I would go to the Lord and I'd ask for forgiveness. And, you know, I'd kind of work through it um, as you should. You should not just put it off and ignore it. Um, but, you know, he's, he's always faithful. And that's the thing. And this, this was the one other thing I wanted to share because this happened very recently. Um, it was like this week. I, had, I was just so bummed out about how I was doing uh, in regards to just um, my, my overall state. And I, I was in a call, I think, with all of you except Josh. And I was kind of sharing this. And this was like the next day. I was just talking to God and I was like, listen, I know what living in you is supposed to feel like I've done it. Um, but I just feel so condemned. I feel so beaten down by how I've been doing. Um, and I, I asked God and I was, I, I kind of apologize after the fact, cause I felt like it was a little rude, but I asked God, I was like, what is there for me to be happy about right now? Just from, and I like, I'm, I'm like, I know I'm blessed, but I, I know I have all, all of this stuff and I'm very thankful for it. And I give you, all the praise and glory for it. But in this specific time, in this specific moment, like what is there? Like, how, how do I get out of this? Like, where do I find my hope and my peace in the, in the fact that I have just failed and that, you know, I, I didn't do anything right in this scenario. And he, this is one of the clearest times I've ever heard God speak to me. Um, he said, because you're forgiven. And mm-hmm. it's, and that's that's really what just kind of blew me away and it's had me blown away ever since the fact that our boast is not in our performance and i know i've i've preached this day in and day out i believed it up until that point it's not like it was new revelation for me but it just kind of set in a bit deeper because um even when we were constantly saying you know not my will but yours be done i'm not the one doing the work i'm not the one taking the credit it's a lot it, it is the case but at the same time, I think we can still kind of subconsciously evaluate ourselves. And it's so easy to slide back into that spot of like, you know, I, the whole, I feel thing. Like, I feel like I didn't do a good job. I feel like I'm not living up to your standards, God. I feel like I'm not living up to my own standards, my family standards, the standards campus ministries is set. Um, I feel like I'm just not doing it right. Um, I just feel off, whatever the case is. But what that is is it's blatantly ignoring the truth that God has set out, which is no matter what you do, he has already, 
I don't want to say predestined, but he's already set out for you to have met his standards. You have already met his standards because he's already covered every failure that you're going to have, mm. not just the That's ones great. that you have had, not just the ones that you're in right now. So I'm getting very preachy. No, it's good. <laughs> but it's it's so good. It's so true. And the instant you let go of it, that's the instant you let go of your victory. Um, so it's, I mean, it really is just, that's what it boils down to is just relying on God's promises, whether you're in mm. success or whether you're in failure, because the instant you let go in success, you're going to get cocky. Oh. And the instant you let go in failure, um, you're just going to get condemned and you're not going to make Ooh. it out of either one. So I'm this guy. Seriously. You better change your major biblical studies. Come on. <laughs> I, it's, it's made it into a minor. I, I, I don't know if it's going to get more. That's it. That's it. After what you just said, you only give God a minor. Come on. Hey, hey, hey. He'll <laughs> <laughs> use anything, man. Jesus. He exactly. Will he, he Jesus um, will use anybody in any I'm vocation. I'm not worried about a degree. Yeah. Um, Amen. Oh, Amen. I'm Jesus don't stop if you're a if you're a cybersecurity major. Anyway, it's oh, it's late too. This is hey, cyber world's got to get saved. Uh, exactly, Amen. exactly. Amen. He's gonna be hacking into a system and also adding a little bit. Jesus loves you, right there. You know. <laughs> um, I know, I know, Chris. We got to get to bed soon, but get to I, bed. I, <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, we're, we're recording this on a Sunday night. We usually record on a Monday night, but. Um, Christopher, I just wanted to say, or you're on the side. I just wanted to say um, something real quick off of that, uh, and then answer your question. Um, I think confidence in the promises of the Lord. You already touched on it. Like how a whole sermon on it. Where were much, you, Jaren? I, I was sitting here listening to it. That's where I was. Um, how much better would life be? How much better would this world be if people started living in the confidence of the Lord? You know how it says the promises of the Lord have already been fulfilled? If people started yes, living amen. that, then the world would be a thousand percent better than it We'd is. We'd be back to the garden. We would be close. Well, well we because be. that's, what, that's what Jesus did when he, when he died. He, and that's kind of what we talked about in church today, so I'm, I'm cheating a little bit. Stop um, cheating. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but oh, I, miss those, I but, miss those Josh comments. <laughs> the Lord has already from from the death of christ um and you know the coming of the holy spirit the lord has already brought himself back we now have access to him again and that's all we need um we get very circumstantial with how we do things and we're saying oh if i just had this or if i just was better at speaking or if i just you know um you know had a bit more money whatever the case is um like we get very circumstantial and by doing so you kind of you're limiting god Mm -hmm. um because God can work in any circumstance. And I say we regard, and obviously that's, I'm saying that more metaphorically. Um, but like, I, I don't know, like we're missing out on far too much. People in general are missing out on far too much Yeah. because we, you get accustomed to failure and you, not just your own failure, but the world failing you. And you just, you say, oh, that's just how it is. You know, I'll get my blessings when I get to heaven. I'll get my healing when I get to heaven. Um, I'll lose. I won't be depressed anymore when I'm in heaven. Mm-hmm. And that's that's not what the Lord wants to do. And that's what the pastor said today. He's a guest speaker. He said, I feel like a lot of people are going to get to heaven and realize, man, I could have had it a lot better when I was still on earth. Yeah. Um, because we get used to failure 
and we buy into the lie that, um, you know, the Lord is uh, just barely putting up with us. Um, and we don't ever ask him for things. We don't ever come to him in confidence and boldness because we do have a right because of the, the act Jesus did anyway. Um, but yeah, that's, it's far too many people are buying into the lies of the world. Yeah. Um, and I think that the Lord really uh, wants us to step into his fullness. It's not like we're controlling him and it's not like he's uh, just barely putting up with us. He wants us to have his fullness. Otherwise he wouldn't have given it to us. Amen. Anyway. Dude, the Holy Spirit is speaking through you tonight, man. <laughs> He's speaking so much truth. I, I just real quick, and then we'll and then I'll go back to your question, Andrew. I promise. Um, the uh, aspect of I, I've said this a few times. I don't know if I've said it on the podcast before or not, but like the analogy of it's like you're playing a trivia game and it's somebody else's turn, and you know the answer to their question, and you can't say it. Like the idea, the reality that people right now we're in a world right now that's so crazy and hectic and there's so much sin and it's just so over on the its head and upside down people are searching for this answer and it is it's accessible it's accessible it's accessible if they started living that truth i mean just how the world would become so much better it's like an it would it would change so quickly um but that's a podcast for for another time we, we could cover that in part two uh if we're back on campus soon um we will be we yeah, will when be we're on campus. when we're on campus when, when? Yes. yes yes um sermon prophecy there you go. we just gotta that. pray and hope you know not. <laughs> <laughs> um but to answer your question andrew and i know we're going late um try to wrap it up as, as soon as we can so hey, this will be the last question everybody covering this will be the last question and then we'll wrap it up. But um, yeah, to answer your question, actually it, 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 Christopher said another resonating thing. Um, Cause my instance came when I was leading uh, my life group as well the, around the first time um, I would beat myself up over the fact that I wasn't as particularly skilled in like really deep theological uh, understandings as much. Like I, I had a very, you know, good understanding of the Bible and my relationship with Jesus, but I was still learning. I was still trying to grasp that I'm not in that uh, field per se, but I wanted to know more. And I was still learning at that point, especially right at the beginning. And so I, I kind of used my personal story and like the things that I'd gone through and difficulties in my life as kind of a launching off point. And afterwards I was like, man, for my first time, it just didn't feel the best. And Josh was the one that told me, he said, you went a little too much with your story. It went a little too heavy right off the bat. You have to be able to ease these guys in to your story. Don't share so much of the, those parts just yet. You got to be able to take it at a process and look at the word and see how Jesus kind of laid out the way he revealed himself to people. It wasn't all like at once with this big drop of the mic. It was over many years and many relationships and so that was kind of where like that was a, a that I, where I beat myself up I felt kind of like I felt like I had failed because my first attempt at leading life group at a position I had been blessed with and I was like man it just didn't resonate like no but I didn't wasn't getting any questions and and I was like did I, I thought I, I had good interactions with people and, and not crowd work but like crowd work in a sense 
and it just didn't work. And, and Josh as a leader was able to, to kind of pull me aside and say like, you need to, you need to start at the basis of the word and what Jesus has, and then divert down into your story so that it all points back to the verse or, or the passage that you're covering. Make that your basis point first and then go into your story and, and kind of how it relates back. And that set the groundwork for me. And that, that it took me, it took me a while to get over that because I felt so, I would beat myself over the fact that I wasn't as skilled and, and really diving into that stuff yet. And it took me some time to get, to get comfortable really understanding and calling my dad and talking to Josh, talking to pastor Mark and really like making myself open to the fact that I wanted to become better and really basing everything back first to scripture and then diverting out of that. And so just Christopher, you were talking about how maybe that first one was a little bit difficult for you in a different sense. Mine is very much, I can relate to that in the sense of, I felt like a failure because I, I wasn't relating. And I'd always thought of myself as somebody that could relate to people. Mm. And it took that, that type of leadership from Josh really, it impacted me because then I carried that through the rest of my lesson, writing out my lesson plans and, and just learning, like, what does it mean to, even, even if somebody that doesn't fully understand it just yet or isn't as skilled and really deep theology type of stuff, what it means to, to walk at it in a pace that the Lord understands. Like, he's like, yeah, I know the gifts I've given you and I've made you a specific way. And that doesn't mean you can't grow in other ways, but using your gifts and your talents, figure out how to stretch. And so that, that was where, that's how I, the Lord really helped me overcome that feeling of failure uh, was encouraging me to be even more myself and to be able to stretch whilst being myself. Yeah. Well, so this is something I'm still learning, something I'm still like, I've learned a lot of things from this. It's part of, if you guys heard uh, my testimony during uh, the last, the seniors uh, testimonies for CM, it's kind of part of that. Uh, but like just learning to let go sometimes, I'm really big on control and just like if I don't see something happening right away I just want to jump in and like try to get it going try to push it when it shouldn't be pushed and but like I like focus so much on the destination that I forget about like just like the lamp at my feet like I'm looking into the dark not knowing what's going to happen expecting an outcome that like only I assume should happen and not like what God wants to do rather than just like, yeah, looking down and really just following the lamp at my feet and listening to him and having him guide me. It's, yeah, it's something I'm struggling with like right now, even because I'm like just taking the new step right out of college and it's just like okay I feel directionless directionless right now because like COVID messed up all my plans so it's kind of like oh what am I supposed to do I know the end goal and what God wants me to pursue but it's just like how am I supposed to get there (laughs) and I'm just struggling to trust and it's just a process that I'm still learning (laughs) and it's area I have failed in multiple times and learned many a lesson from 
from just high school till now. And it's just, I think it's one of those lessons that I'll continue, continually be learning throughout my life, just learning how to give up control and just let him lead. Just look down at the light at my feet and follow that because that's like the light source. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's great. Yeah, I think we all, at least I know I struggle with that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jaron? Christian? Is that Caleb? all? Caleb? Christopher? Andrew? Andrew? Josh? Josh? Oh. Guys. Boy, Vey, um, that was a that was a lot. Can we wrap this up? Uh, yes. Um, I one thing though, just we can plug some stuff real quick. Um, the the mayor. What was that, Caleb? <laughs> I was just leaning. In. Caleb's like, like, I got my Instagram got tag already. I got something. I got something, guys. <laughs> um, Caleb, do you have anything to plug? Nope. No. Nope. Well, I think Jared. Uh, Jaren, you should edit no, all of our Instagram Instagram tags. I can um, put the Instagrams in there. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. Ladies, yeah. Caleb is just what a godly young man. What a godly young man. Oh my goodness. Shoot the shot. Oh my goodness. Go, yeah. You know. He's single and ready to mingle. Prayerfully considerable. He is prayerfully considerable. Here, I'll just read out his phone number right now. Let me just look it up. Caleb will be serving uh, in these places this summer, so go go, uh, meet up with him. Give him a text. For coffee, he loves coffee. I'll put Caleb's phone number in the bio of my Instagram. Yes. Oh, my word. LOL. We're going to be like, this podcast is Caleb and everybody else. Um, (laughs) Really? No, the star of this podcast is Christopher. My goodness, dude, you're speaking. <laughs> yeah, you're the first name that's going in the description uh, on this episode of Go On. Uh, Christopher Wilson. No, no and- thank you. <laughs> nice. 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 Sorry. I like that you just kind of like start in on stories and then apologize for them at the end. I, 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 I've been told it's a bad habit. Um, but I, no, I like it. I think it's yeah, like, I like it's like. Story. Yeah, I like your stories because you know what's crazy is I just went out to eat with my grandparents and they, I said this in the group chat, I had a crazy past few days, but my, they have so much tea. Like it's like the, the stuff they talk about, it's, it is an Outer Banks episode, Caleb, I'm telling I'm you. I'm there for it. Dude, it's the stuff they talk about. I'm like, I can't believe I'm sitting here listening to it. It's just crazy. It's so dramatic and like, it's like they're teenagers, like almost but they're you know these people in their 70s talking about this stuff it's so crazy but then i witnessed a fight in the pdq uh line yeah that was that was crazy oh yeah you're telling i was i was sitting in line in pdq in my car and behind me is this old guy in a mask yelling at this young person in a mask behind them in their cars they're like opening the doors and yelling at each other it was crazy i ended up getting food poisoning from pdq though so yeah, I I was throwing up the other not night. Fun. It was yeah, not fun. Man. I haven't thrown up in ages. Yeah. Throwing up is the worst, but it's also like it is. I I felt completely better after that. Like yeah. a complete one eighty. Like, I'm free. I'm yeah. Free. You know? It is. No. There's nothing more free no. and and uh, nothing that sets you more no, free I'm, than no. throw up. I, I think we need to agree. This is like, the, I think we need no. to have a discussion here. Yeah, intervention, right? Here. Yeah.
Why is that freaking? So, so, no, wait. So, like so tell Caleb. me. Caleb, how do you throw up again? Can you show us a quick example how? of how you throw up? <laughs> what makes that freeing? I was going to say, tell, tell us how you nausea. The nausea has built well, up. Well, the acid in the your nausea? stomach. Are you yeah, asking your like nausea? Your the <laughs> acid in your stomach <laughs> that piles up, you know, you exert it out of your, your system. But what no. throwing up is, is getting what's making your stomach bad out. Yeah. No, I'd rather throw up. Oh, hey, why would you rather week? throw up? Because. <laughs> Are you? Diarrhea <laughs> <laughs> is so. It's the, it's the gentleman's it. throw up. It is. <laughs> you don't have that nasty <laughs> aftertaste. Don't ever say that again. <laughs> You've caught me at a, at a bad hour. Throw up? You've caught me at a bad hour. Shocked at the taste. I used to yeah. make myself throw up when I was sick because I wanted to get it over with. That's the root. <laughs> <laughs> How are well, we going to deal with this, Caleb? We need to deal um, with the root. Um, you say roll up, roll up a paper towel. No. no. You're joking. <laughs> no. You're joking. Did you actually? When we were nauseous and we needed to throw up because we knew we had food poisoning and we knew we had like the stomach flu. And the inevitable end is throwing up. We, when we wanted to get it over with, we rolled a paper towel and gag ourselves uh, and throw up. No, I've made not healthy. I've made myself throw up once in my life, and that was actually necessary. Well, when I did it last night, I I, I purposely gagged that why so that I could oh, get the reaction. Going. I know what you're talking about. Like, you just kind of, like, yeah. you know, heave a little bit, and then it starts You know, it, it stunk, like, too, because it was like I had really good pizza a few minutes beforehand. Uh, it did, was really good Italian pizza, and oh. I had to throw it all up. You don't, you don't like uh, dislike it now, do you? I hope not. That's the thing. That's the thing. When I when I got the flu one Christmas on Christmas Day, um, the only thing that made me feel good during that time was drinking um, that white wild cherry Gatorade. Um, Gatorade, it it was the only thing that made me feel better because of the electrolytes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But now I cannot drink it ever again. Because it, it makes you nauseous. Yeah, it does. I don't think pizza is going to be that way for me though, because I love pizza. Yeah. So. I didn't drink those. Starbucks. And it wasn't that. It wasn't the pizza that had the food poisoning. It was that chicken. When you have food you. poisoning, you drink Starbucks. No, one time I got food poisoning. One time, you know those frappuccinos you get at the store. Yeah. For mm-hmm. the gas station. One time I was like on a road trip. I was like, oh, I need one. So oh. I like grabbed one. Didn't check the expiration. Didn't look at it. Just. Shook it up, opened it up, and started drinking. Didn't, didn't like let it sit in my mouth. Just kept swallowing it, and then I like let the last bit sit in my mouth, and it was curdled. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh, it that's was disgusting. Hungry. That's nasty. There's the one I time I had strep throat in elementary school, and my mom made me drink a full glass of spoiled milk. She didn't know. She was just like, you got to finish it before you can go back to bed. Oh, my gosh. And I was just struggling through. That's, that's <laughs> terrible. That's Dude, I feel like everybody's parents have done that, something like that to them. Like, they just didn't know. And they yeah. thought you were just complaining, like, just being a kid and complaining. And they just make you do something oh, that yeah. is just so, should like, not be done. I, like, when I, not going to help me. Oh, what when you did you he's going through something whole caleb is going through something else right now he's like therapy with himself right now he's talking it out talking out his feelings highly inaccurate highly inaccurate. that root 
My mom like, got served raw lobster once. Yeah. Oh, that's gross. Was it alive still? No, it, they just didn't cook it properly. <laughs> <laughs> Sebastian from Little Mermaid. Yeah, I'm still singing in the, under the sea. Caleb, we should do a podcast where just everything we talk about, you act out. Like, <laughs> he said we go in there and we're not looking back. We no, yeah, we weren't looking back. Trust me. Yeah. No. Okay, Chris. The the I was watching yeah. uh, Kitchen. I think it was Kitchen Nightmares, maybe. Oh, or hell's yeah. oh yeah it's kitchen nightmares and he went into a restaurant one time and there was a mouse in the toaster a dead mouse <laughs> you know some yeah. people just like toasted mouse mm. yeah I, mouse. I haven't seen anything i like that gross. you defended that but that was yeah. even that was even brought into question yeah. can, I, can i bring something up about throw up yes so sure. so i've had a few times there's one time where my dad i gave me so much to eat where he was just like keep eating and i was like i'm i can't i like i can't he made me keep eating and i threw up as like i didn't even finish my food but i was like i got up and i just threw up all on the floor and then i got yelled at for throwing up it was like oh, ridiculous like how's this my fault um but so i haven't th- thrown up in a while but this this past semester just like with track and everything like workouts were getting tough um and it was exciting and like some, I've always heard like pe- stories of like people throwing up during practice if it's like too hard or something. And like the past like two days, it's like we've just been going so hard in practice and I feel like terrible. I just have to like lay on the ground. I'd feel so nauseous for like 10 minutes, 15 minutes, just laying on the ground. And like, we'd still have more workouts to do. I'm like, oh geez, like I feel terrible. And then like the third day we do our workout and I'm like, like the same feeling comes and I'm like, oh man, like feels like I gotta throw up but like I never throw up and you know I just kind of hold it in for I just suffer for 15 minutes just feeling nauseous that's what you gotta do this time I'm like like I gotta do something so I'm like walking to my backpack and I know that if you have like a cough drop it can help like for help you like I don't know does something like like you taste something and it helps and so I'm trying to walk to my backpack and it's like 50 meters away and it's and it's just like the longest walk ever I just, I'm like, oh, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. And I'm just trying to get to my backpack. And I make it about halfway and I throw up. And I'm just like, and it was just a little like, you know, it wasn't like a whole meal. It was just a little snack, but just threw up like whatever. And let me tell you, I agree with Caleb. It felt so good. No. To, if, no, it, no like, it does feel good. There are, right. I, I got to say, context, having, yeah. having overall is a better experience. But the because how severe put that way. <laughs> being being nauseous is so terrible. But yeah. like once you throw up, it is good. But I don't usually True. throw up, and I don't force myself to throw up. So yeah. unless I throw up, which is usually not the case, it sucks. <laughs> One time I was like so sick, like dead. I thought I was gonna go to the hospital, and I was like just laying in bed. And like I was like half asleep and I was exhausted from being sick. And I threw up in my bed, but I oh. thought it was a dream. And so I just sleep. <laughs> and then I woke up and I was in it and I was just like Ooh, and I just started crying. <laughs> <laughs> and I just like That is a low point if I had done that. That's a low point. <laughs> that is low. <laughs> 
Oh my goodness. Oh, oh no. Oof. There goes 60% of our audience. I know. There goes 60% of our audience. <laughs> Only females care about their growth. I, I, it baffles me that we have such a massive female audience. It's true. No, Wait, really? females are more likely to look up like help books to help them. They're more likely to listen to podcasts. They're more likely to go to the library. And they're more likely to go to church. Exactly. They're more likely to listen to a podcast hosted by two single on. guys. Well, it's because females. Sixty voices of Jared and Christian. Oh, oh true. I know that comment though. I didn't know it was Sam Beethoven when I went on iTunes and it was like I I go to sleep to the the soothing sounds of Christian and Jared. <laughs> I was like, who is that guy? Oh. I was like relatable. Um, but I want to plug real quick. Um, um. And I hope I didn't wake everybody here because I'm talking very loud. Um, but I want to plug the uh, in-between conversations with Morgan and Bernie, the girls Ooh, podcast. Yeah. They did a, an episode about a month back and it was really good. And they're going to start doing some more. So go give that one a listen. And also go give um, the Pastor Jeff marriage episode a listen, which is our most recent episode. Maybe one of our best episodes. Um, I, I think this I one think. is going to be bigger. This, this one, one's gonna be I bigger. hope this one's bigger. This one's um, gonna be bigger, man. Yeah, you, I, but man, I feel like we need to do a part two later down the road because there's like so much more we could cover. The sequel. The yeah. sequel. <laughs> we should do it after a few months of being in our positions as captains and come back and reflect oh, on kind of what, where we idea. are. Yeah. That would be fun. Like December, we hit this up again and be like, oh, let's do this. <laughs> part two. I take part back two. everything I said. Yeah, I was completely <laughs> wrong. <laughs> You guys uh, will learn how hard this job is. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Dang, Josh. Dang, Josh. Dang, Josh. Um, it, Josh. <laughs> yeah, he was like all like, he was so encouraging and life, life giving this entire time. But at the end, he's like, you guys are going to, you're going to see some stuff. Okay. You don't know pain. <laughs> you don't know pain until you've gone through what I have. Uh, so what else, Sharon? What else you got? I got nothing else. Just a in between uh the past pastor jeff episode honestly this one's i think it's going to be so much bigger yeah uh nothing wrong with the past one but this one's just going to be bigger i I loved where we went with this it was yeah. so awesome it was yeah. so awesome thank you guys for doing this we gotta get this podcast out to like all the freshmen uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, so, gonna, I, I'm thinking about sending it to my guys so there you go. And honestly, for for everyone listening, especially from Regent, uh, don't be afraid to talk to us. If you see us on campus, just because we're captains, throw that straight out the window. Oh, we are here please. to have genuine, authentic relationships yes. with everyone uh, on Regent and, and I'll off pay for your Regent. Coffee. I'm on Facebook. Caleb will I'm on pay Instagram. for will? Me up. Caleb will buy <laughs> any and every person coffee. coffee. I will pay for your coffee. We will go get coffee. You didn't pay for my coffee, Caleb. You guys heard it here. <laughs> he will buy you coffee. I got a cheesecake, remember? Jaron doesn't drink coffee. I don't drink coffee, so. <laughs> hey, um, Jaron, could you could you send me that clip of him saying that he would buy coffee? And I'm just gonna oh, keep that on my yeah. phone. That's how we're gonna promote the podcast. Just, if there's one thing guys, I like, 
Actually, everybody that listens to this episode, Caleb will be paying for your coffee. Everyone so please, who listens to this episode. Please go listen to this episode. If you attend Regent University, you Caleb will no, be you, Even if you don't, you know. I found the white key is sold. You better take out another loan, uh, Caleb. Please call this phone number at, no. <laughs> We're going to be promoting on Facebook, but I, yeah, Christopher, I, I said I'd put your name first. Now it's going to be the advertisement for Caleb's coffee yes. company. Okay. Great. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, all right, Chris, you want to wrap us up? Just to wrap us up, y'all, I thank you all so much for coming on um, to the Captain's Cast. Thank you for everyone for participating, and thank you for all your wisdom and insight. It's been grateful. Thank you all for listening to uh, the Captain's Cast on Go On. You'll also be able to find this episode and our beautiful faces on Go Therefore on YouTube, and we're on iTunes and Spotify. Thank you all very much. It's been a pleasure. Have a wonderful night.